everyone, my name is Andrew. And my name is Presley. Welcome to season one, where we dive into television series that only aired one season and review them and ultimately recommend or not recommend that you watch them. Mostly uh, Presley, not mostly not recommend so far in our in our history here. Um, <laughs> Presley, this is our fifth episode. I am in episode the doghouse. I am on probation, so I didn't get to decide uh, for two shows. On episode four. I did a, I did a horribly great job picking the previous show. So you get two this week where, where we watched Frequency. My name is Detective Rainey Sullivan. My father was killed in 1996. Last night. Hello? Hey. I spoke to him. Your father. Dad? So you're telling me that in 20 years, I'm going to be on the job with my daughter? No. He died tomorrow. <laughs> Dad survived, but saving his life changed everything. We've ID'd the remains from the marsh. I'm sorry, Rami, it's your mom. The most wanted serial killer in New York took my mom. Now, whatever we do, however we try to fix things, history keeps changing. Your name is Daniel Lawrence. How do you know my name? I am your girlfriend. I've never been to Queens, and I don't know you. I'm sorry. All I want is to get back what I lost. So, Presley, why don't you tell me and our listeners about this show? Uh, it, would, it would be my great pleasure to tell you, um, you know, while you're on probation, this is my job is I have to write out the synopsis. So, spoiler warning, as we say at the beginning of each episode, uh, obviously, it's, it's always a spoiler because we talk about the whole show, um, and it only made it one season, so spoilers that it got canceled. But uh, Frequency is a mystery box crime thriller TV show that aired on the CW in 2016, uh, based on a movie of the same name and same premise. As far as I'm aware, I've not seen the film, so I'm not going to say much about it, but, um, you know, I believe it's the same thing. Um, the show, uh, takes place. It's kind of hard to describe. So just go along with me with it. We'll get into it. Uh, in 1996, Detective Frank Sullivan, uh, played by Riley Smith is killed while working undercover and is believed to become a dirty cop prior to his death. So he was a narcotics agent and people thought he turned dirty and that's why he was killed. Then in 2016, Detective Ramey Sullivan, played by Peyton List, and who is the daughter of Frank, uh, works to track down the enigmatic Nightingale Killer. Uh, the serial killer is known for capturing nurses and binding them with a rosary bead. So there's kind of like a religious angle to, to it. Uh, mysteriously, one night, lightning strikes the antenna of Frank's old ham radio in 2016, enabling Ramey and Frank to talk across time, which, Whoa. yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Uh, but, of course, time tra- it's not time travel, because that's the wrong thing, but the shenanigans of talking and interfering with time uh, cause ripples in time that lead to Ramey's dad never having been killed in 1996 and not being, uh, you know, his name kind of dragged through the mud as it was. And her mom having been now be a victim of the Nightingale serial killer. So previously her mom was alive uh, and her dad was dead and thought to be a bad cop. Now uh, both of her parents are dead and her mom was the victim of a serial killer around the time that her dad died. So it's, it gets very twisted very quickly. Uh, together, the two of them work to try and save uh, Raimi's mom from being a, a victim in the past of the Nightingale killer and also to try and catch the killer. Um, but that also causes a lot of problems for Raimi very specifically. Um, as they continue to work together, uh, the ripples in Raimi's life permeate everything. And so day-to-day, Raimi's life changes drastically. Uh, so she has never met her future fiance um, and she murders the Nightingale killer and then he's just alive the next day and no one's ever heard of him, but he's still the Nightingale killer. It, it gets wild because everything keeps changing in the past, which then ripples through and Raimi is the only person that can remember any of it. Um, chaos continues, time travel, shenanigans. I'm going to call it time travel. even It's not really time travel. It's just what there's no better way to put it. Um, and finally, Ramey and Frank eventually track down the killer, as it was kind of alluded to earlier in the synopsis, uh, mm-hmm. which they capture, uh, which saves Ramey's mom, who is now once again alive in uh, the present 2016 timeline. 
um, and all is right in the world with Raimi back with her fiance and they're at their engagement party and it's a wonderful wrap up. That is the show. Well, that about does it for us today. Thank you so much for <laughs> listening. Um, we hope to have you join us next time. We really appreciate your listenership. Uh, just kidding. Uh, There's yeah. an interesting ripple in in the synopsis, which uh, we may or may not dig into, right? Because mm-hmm. all the shows that we talk about uh, end after one season most of the time, as we'll discover and as I've noticed in watching some of these shows prior to starting this podcast, uh, yeah. they're canceled halfway through. They've already filmed and they're just airing the episodes. Um, yep. This one, I think, was canceled very early in its run, and maybe you did some more research into it, but they have an epilogue, which we discovered, which I thought was very heartwarming and sweet to kind of wrap up the fantastic. show as a whole um, and kind of turn it almost like into into a limited series, right? It obviously wasn't meant to be at the, at the outset because it, it ends kind of on a cliffhanger, but then they retcon that in the epilogue. So tell them a little bit about the epilogue, Andrew. At the end of the series, we see... Um Raimi's mother returned back to her life. Uh, Raimi's mother, by the way, was a nurse. That's why she fit the profile and was taken. She was a nurse. Sorry, I forgot that. Um, the, no, 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 it's okay. I mean, the Nightingale had stalked her previously, and um, essentially before he went dormant somewhere in the timeline, the multiple timeline kind of things that happened, um, he had she he had basically been setting her up as, as his next victim. Um, yes. A lot of the show has spent kind of them trying to stop him from taking her and while also trying to figure him, you know, out who he is and all that. So the epilogue, um, you know, we see a constant theme through the series is that Frank dies after he's saved initially and is like now a hero cop and all of this. He dies in 2011 in a car wreck. Okay. like Unrelated that's like to any of the events. He just, it's a random accident. Absolutely anything. Yeah. They just know because he dies in 2011, Raimi lives in 2016. Whenever the timeline changes, whenever they do things to affect um, uh, the timeline, she basically just all of a sudden at the snap of a finger has new memories and new recollection of what happened. Okay, While maintaining so the old of, memories. And she's the only one the that, memories. that does that. Exactly. She's like the only person of the multiverse, basically, um, or, or something like that. No, that um, sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so the epilogue. You know, we lead off with basically Raimi saying, hey, you know, she she tells him, tries to tell him a few times, uh, hey, Frank, you know, you're going to die in 2011. She calls him dad, not Frank. But uh, dad, you're going to die in 2011. Don't get in a car that day. This is the day. And, uh, and basically, you know, he's like, look, we've done enough. We've changed enough of the future. You know, we I need got to stop messing with, with the timeline. Yeah, exactly. We need to stop. You know, we change one thing maybe something else doesn't pan out. Maybe we ruin something else. Maybe we just, this never stops. Right. And like, as much as he loves being able to connect with her when she's older and understand how, who she is and how she develops and all of this, and this like heartwarming way to know that he has such a successful daughter and all of that, he decides like, Hey, let's call it quits. Right. It's, right? it's kind of the and noble sacrifice for him yeah, to do right? exactly. in, the, in the scene. Right. Because he's like, I could save myself and potentially continue on my life with my daughter as I am currently and then get to see her even longer and more. Um, And that's his kind of opinion. Exactly. But he's like, I get almost 20 more years with you and your, and my wife, you know, who we've now saved, uh, who we've now saved. Let's just let that be good. Let's let that be great enough. Right. And she goes, um, she goes like, I've never seen anybody as sad and miss someone else as much as she misses you in that five years since he's been gone. Very good line. Right. And she is basically like, like don't do it for you. Do it for her. Yeah. Because she loves you. For my mom, your wife. Yeah. Do it for, for her because she's amazing, which she is. And like, you know, do it for her. Don't do it for yourself. Don't do it for me. Do it for her. She's like, we did things for both of us already. And then right at the end, you know, they're, they're like in this conversation, right? All of a sudden, she kind of like loses connection because he turns off the ham radio. The, ha- the and, signal is lost. And the signal is lost. And she's like, well, that must be it because we literally just talked. He just talked about not wanting to do this anymore because he wants to just live his life and, and have his family and, and figure out what happens for himself instead of just like lining it all up. And then right at the end, she goes... I don't remember the exact line, but she basically oh, is I, like, Oh, I remember it. Ready? Oh, oh what like, is it? Yeah. Did, did you get my message? Like, did you, did you write down the date? She's like screaming at the, uh, she, her radio's still on. 
and his yeah. is now off. And she's like, oh, I, like, did you get the message? She's like screaming. And then he, Frank off screen says, yeah, I got the message, kiddo. And then the camera pans and he's standing behind her. So he clearly listened to her because the, the kind of linchpin was her talking about uh, their mother because like, mm-hmm. not their mother, her mother, because like the whole show basically is perpetuated around saving her mom and his wife yeah. because like they were kind of content to leave Frank dead up to that point, up until they finally were able to save her, which is kind of an interesting thing. Like they kind of just disregard the fact that Frank will die, but they know that they can save uh, the mom and make her happy and give her a full good life. And so that's what they like end up doing, which is very sweet. And it's a nice wrap up because then you also see like moments of the memories that wouldn't have existed if he had died in 2011. um, And then it's over. Yeah, it, it was really unique and like I literally got chills as you were like redescribing it because it was just it like meant so much to me. I, I genuinely it's a good moment. we'll we'll get into this you know a little bit once we kind of like launch a little further into things, but I really enjoyed the show and I was like really, really heartwarmed to see okay. that there was like an ending to it. Right. Because so often, yeah. and obviously this is only the fifth episode, right? But you and I have both watched enough canceled television yes. outside of this project. Even not even canceled to, within to the see. first season, right? Or or yeah, oh yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like like yeah. shows that only aired three seasons that weren't wrapped up with an actual finale. Like you just there's so many loose ends. You never know if this person ends up with this person, this person gets caught, this per- whatever it is. Yes. And yeah, it was absolutely. nice for them to just to just be like, you know what, let's give people an ending let's let's actually wrap this up and like finish this project which was cool and and that's really unique and and i really enjoyed that now i will say i have some things that i didn't love about the show which is kind of like our thing right we always got to have a positive and a negative we gotta analyze it right um we gotta analyze it a little bit but but yeah i think um that blog was great i think it was unique i don't expect to see many more like that um, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to hope that there will be some good shows that wrap themselves up. Uh, not, not been my experience. Yeah. Yeah. I, I more anticipate that we're just going to have a lot of like freeways that just stop. Yeah. I, the, there is another, uh, reality that is, uh, that does happen actually more commonly than this kind of thing. Cause the epilogue's like three minutes, right? It's not like another episode or anything like crazy. Right. So the other thing that happens when shows tend to do this where they get canceled ahead of time or they still are trying to wrap up certain stories or they realize that certain things were, were kind of left unsaid is that they'll uh, they'll make a movie, right? Like that's been a huge rumor for years. It's like the community movie and community kind of ended, but like, you know, people were like still wanting more and they left a lot of plot lines unanswered or very famously you have Firefly, which ended after first season, which will be a future episode of folks, I assure you but we're going to save that for a special occasion. Um, but then they had the the follow-up movie Serenity to kind of wrap up a lot of the plot lines. I won't get into that whole debacle, but it is a common thing that does happen. And so that's like what we would probably see in the future if we continue uh, along this path. Yeah, so if you're the type of listener who's watching the shows the same week we are, but before we're reviewing them, right, and catching the whole thing, don't get into the expectation you're going to see things like this or like you have it in Firefly or whatever. Expect to be left hanging. With a it's empty just gonna hole be in how your heart. Is. With an, an empty, empty hole in your heart. Alcatraz size hole in your heart. Wow. I didn't even have space in my heart for Alcatraz. But um <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was I'm never gonna oh. drop Alcatraz. I want our listeners We've... to know this. A hundred <laughs> episodes from now. I'm still gonna be bringing yeah. up the fact that Alcatraz is great and that yeah. Andrew hates it. Episode 100 will just be us re-reviewing Alcatraz. Oh, and you're gonna try to like get vindication. Because God, of all the shitty would, shows we're going to watch. Turn, I'll shut off the podcast right now and watch Alcatraz. I don't care. I don't need to put up with this. Um, yeah. But, well, you paid money for it, so you, you, should, get, you should get your money, <laughs> money's worth. Um, getting back to the topic at hand, this this show, you kind of alluded to you know what your future rating could be, but why don't you just give us your, your overall thoughts, right? We're not getting into ratings yet. That's towards the end of the show. Tell me what you thought about the show. Likes, dislikes, get into it. Um. Likes, dislikes. Uh, I really liked the premise of the story. Like, I love a good, um, I love a good like crime thriller type series. You know, there was a lot of elements of both, and the time travel spin on it was was creative, and I really enjoyed that. Right? It wasn't just like a boilerplate. 
oh, there's a serial killer. It's a prestige role. We're going to try to figure out this, this, who did it or who's doing it and stop them. They added like that extra layer of the time travel and kind of that communication piece to it, which I thought was really creative. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that. I, no, um, I think that's definitely the, like the seal of like approval on the show that I would also give is yeah. like the concept yeah. is unique in an interesting way that doesn't, it doesn't, it like rests on the concept of like the, uh, the, the father daughter communication, but like yeah. there's enough independence of that to still make it like interesting. And it's an, it's a neat enough concept to like have it. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause we almost get like two, di- you know, we get two different investigations of the same, of the same thing yes. of the same murder, uh, or serial killer. And I thought that was really interesting too, to kind of like, you know, they're communicating, but they have to go about it different ways because of the information they do or don't know because of yeah. what time it is and how much killing there's been, how much information is out in public and, and, you know, that they know about. And but I thought that was really interesting how they, they kind of like took those two timelines, put them together, but also kept them separate. Well, and an important um, note that I didn't really cover in the synopsis is, is once they start talking, time moves in like perfect synchronicity in parallel. It's the same day of the year. Yeah. Exactly 20 years apart. It's the exact same time, yes. right? And so like there are scenes where you see Raimi who thinks that she's captured the Nightingale like throw this guy basically torture him right in the like attempt to like figure out if this person is the guy only for then her dad to capture the guy in like in a actual cop way is like getting a warrant and properly arresting Mm -hmm. him which then in the moment before Raimi is about to kill this guy that she's just like tortured in this abandoned warehouse he just disappears instantly. Right. And the fact that you're seeing the drama unfold at the same time, 20 years apart, just cutting back and forth is like a very simple, but elegant way to show like the effects that each one is having on the other. Right. Because like Raimi knows everything, but then is like frustrated that her dad won't do anything. And her dad has to exercise restraint because he has seen the direct result of the actions of what Raimi has been telling him. So it's very, very nuanced and good in that way. Yeah. Yeah, and there, there's there's this cool like thing where they're basically she's older than him. Oh, I didn't in, think about in the that. time. Yeah, you're well, right. They they talk about it. They talk about it. Like he's he she's like 28 in t- 2016, and he's like maybe 26 or something in his okay. timeline. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's somewhere around there. Right, it's not yeah. a major age difference, right? But like at this point, they've almost had the same amount of time as cops, basically, and as detectives. But but she had a it's dad as a cop. Him exactly, right? exactly, and and it's interesting to see like how they have, I guess, generally the same amount of experience you could say as as right. detectives or as cops. But he is constantly schooling her and trying to teach her like different ways about doing things and to take the slow totally. approach, not be so hot headed and all this kind of stuff. And yeah, I thought that was really cool too. She's she's always on. She's one. very impulsive. She's yeah, like very very impulsive. impulsive. Like literally. What is it? The the guy you were talking about, the one yeah. she tortured in the warehouse, wasn't even the nightingale, but she was nope. so certain Literally she was about to cap to his ass guy. in like middle of nowhere. She brought him out there and she was like, I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. She didn't say the F word, but she was like, I am going to kill you. You're yeah. going to die. And he was just like crying and like whatever. Yeah, he did some shady stuff. He yeah, was he definitely a not person, a great person. Yeah. He didn't necessarily but she deserve didn't to be have murdered enough... in cold blood. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's the moment where he actually like you know, they're trying to arrest him and he walks in front of a bus and kills himself and then he's just gone. But like, she's so hot headed impulsive when she catches the actual nightingale and they're chasing him in the they past, ca- catch him red handed. No, no, no. In, oh, in yeah, her time yeah. they're they're They catch him. They've got everything they need. They go and she has him. He's surrendering and he's thrown they, away. They're going to lock him up forever. He's, he's thrown away his gun. She just caps him. She just shoots him, him right in the heart and is like, you're dead. I'm and done. Then just gives, and then just gives her gun yeah. to the other cop that walks up yep. and gets and in the like, car knowing the that hell? she's like going to be under arrest, right? Yeah. But but she's like so impulsive in, in like assuming that Frank's shit is going to work out that it doesn't matter because he's going to be caught anyway, but then it doesn't work out. Yeah, she kind of becomes oh, a shit. nihilist uh, like halfway she, through yeah. the series where she's like doesn't believe yeah. in anything and she's really depressed mm-hmm. about her mom having died and losing yeah. her fiance. And there's some interesting like fate twists that come into play because she keeps bumping into her former fiance that now doesn't remember her. And her fiance is like convinced yeah. that she's stalking him, which is kind of a fun yes. twist. And 
you know, like they have a natural relationship because they were dating for years and Mm -hmm. now she remembers all those relational things, but he is like, why does this person know everything about me? Like, it's very, you know, you could imagine from his perspective why it's so concerning and they just do a really good job with framing the changes in a way that like feels, you know, it's obviously like exacerbated for the sake of like a television audience, but none of it feels like completely, totally outlandish, right? Like, you know, if you Mm, were engaged to somebody really love them, you see in the first episode, like the care is very much there in their relationship. And it's like a very solid foundational relationship for that to just be ripped like instantaneously, like snap of the fingers away from you. And Mm -hmm. like, you can understand why she would be so like committed to try and get that back. Right. And it's same thing with her mom, just all of a sudden being, uh, having been murdered 20 years ago, right? Like she yeah. remembers both growing up with her mom, but also her mom having been murdered. And so there's this great yeah. duality uh, the whole time. Yeah. And she's in, she's like grappling with the denial of like, my mom isn't dead to me because I literally, the actual reality that existed before all this shit was my mom literally left for work today. Yeah. Right. And, and like, she's supposed to come back, but yeah. like, that's not the reality that they created and that they exist in now. Yes. And so it's very interesting how they do subtly like change things and manipulate things, but like everything stays the same for her because she's like still got this North star of like, get my mom and dad alive now. Yeah. Like in, in today's time. Right. Um, yeah, no, I thought they did a really good job. Like not being, like you said, not too outlandish about things that changed. Um, and also having some like real devastating consequences for time travel and everything. Right. You watch time travel. bad horribly immediately like immediately they just go really really terrible and i thought that was really cool because um you know it's it's a really common like concept in any time travel show or or uh, not time travel show but but show or movie or anything that has time time travel travel. is if you change something in the past it creates a new reality right and i liked the consistency and the continuity with that theory yes and how devastating the the results were and how it was like okay this is like this is some some crazy like fine-tuning thing we have to do like we have to get everything just right and we this is not going to work out the first time like genuinely as well it was like is this gonna work out are we going to get to an end of this this season or this series really um where things worked out um you know one of the other things i really really enjoyed about the show uh was casting at first the f- the first few episodes okay i wouldn't say like, i'm really squinting great. at I you really which great? obviously our listeners can't see but I, yeah i have different um, thoughts about this so i can't wait well so so okay so the first few episodes i was like all of these people are bad they're all terrible. <laughs> um and then you know a- as the show kind of went on and you started kind of like I don't know, I guess bonding with the the material of the show and the characters and whatever, it got you a little better. In stories, and I think, right? yeah, and I think they kind of like got a little more skilled with their characters as well, mm-hmm. if that makes sense, right? Yeah, like you're into, into the personalities and you grow into the characters. So they did a decent job at that. Um, but I mean, Mackay Pfeiffer was like, pretty much the only actor I'd ever heard of in this who, whole thing. And you hadn't even heard of him. He was Reyna. He was uh Satch Reyna. Oh, okay. So that the Lieutenant. For, yeah. For context, that was Frank's partner. Correct. Uh, and basically Ray- like a second, like an uncle for Raimi basically. And was her current commanding officer at, right. uh, at her precinct now. So like right. he had stayed yep. on the force after her dad had yep. died and was kind of her mentor. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he he was great. I I think I think there were like, maybe this is turning into a dislike now that I'm really like actually thinking about it. But, <laughs> but like the casting was okay. Like okay. there were definitely pockets and moments where like the actors really hit with emotions yes. and with their acting and everything. Okay. But I think like consistently, it wasn't necessarily like a huge great performance throughout the whole series. Okay, so this has sense. turned into a negative now officially. It, it's 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 like a it's i don't know it's like a neutral i guess okay. it's not necessarily a negative or a positive it was just like it could have been one of the reasons why people didn't get super invested in this show because the acting fair. was kind of subpar right yeah it was I, like there were definitely like i said those good moments and then there was a lot of not amazing yeah but, just contributing to that right it's like i think that the best person on the show was frank the whole time because he yes. felt consistently 
like he was his character in the sense of like he is motivated, but his motivations are nuanced and the actor is doing a good job grappling with the reality of the situation. When he comes back from two years of being undercover after having not now suddenly died, his wife hates him, right? And a, a lot of the series is actually revolves around him trying to basically win back his wife, Raimi's mother, and also prevent her murder in the preceding months that are coming up. And you, it is believable and it is compelling to watch him fight uh, to try and win back a person that he really loves and genuinely cares about and seeing how Raimi tries to help him kind of guide him like you should do this mom really likes this you know as an adult she in hindsight knows these things and so I think he does a really good job I think that Raimi the the actress that plays Raimi uh was uh, unfortunately extremely bland um and uh was really good at screaming at a radio and that was kind of it um I she wasn't terrible it's just like wasn't it I didn't feel the heart in the same way that I did with like Frank or her mom's uh, performance. Who uh, the actress's name uh, escapes me? Uh, who played her mom? feel like her mom uh, played by uh devin kelly was there was you could feel the emotion of like her grappling with potentially like having an affair with the person she's still technically married to and then if frank can move back in or not there was all these dilemmas and i just didn't feel like Rainy brought as much energy because she's also trying to win back somebody that she loves and you see some of the actions that she takes on that and it's like you feel no heart or investment in this. It's like, oh, you'd want her to be happy, but like, I don't care about her not having her fiance because there's not really the opportunity for her to like express that same emotional impact that uh, her parents do. Yeah, I agree. She just kind of like, she goes a little batshit crazy when she sees him instead of like trying to like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, there's no, I don't know. I didn't really get invested because it was like, she just kind of goes psycho and was like, I know everything about you. Love me. Instead of like getting to know him or wooing him or the things she's basically telling Frank to do. Right. Like you're saying, I yeah. agree with you. She's, she's just kind of like, you are, you are engaged to me basically in her mind. She's like, you're engaged to me. We're in love. So you just need to get with that instead of like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, Frank, you know, you've got to kind of like court, you know, Julie again, and you've got to you win her back and you got to win her right. back. And she's just like, no, you're mine. That's how this is. It's just, yeah. And then she's she very resistant doesn't... to the changes that she is making in her own timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's a bit of a fault, but it's okay. Like, again, this isn't to just give the actress a hard time. She, she acted totally fine. It's just like, I, you don't feel the same investment yeah. that you do. And I think that like Frank, um, uh, who's uh, played by Riley Smith does a very, very good job is compelling consistently the whole time and you feel you feel the the he tugs on your heartstrings that's why it is impactful when he shows back up right because seeing him in the epilogue alive and well having now been able to spend that time with his daughter who he loves and cares about means a lot more because you've cared about his character and he acted well to show you that that care um we do need yes. to really briefly yeah. touch on the absolutely horrendous old age makeup oh Oh, oh, Presley. <laughs> I am so glad that you mentioned something because if you in, weren't going in, to, I was going to. In the first episode, for context for our listeners, you see Raimi uh, prior to any of the mystical events with the, the ham radio going on, and she is interacting with her mom. And every time it cuts to her mom, you're like, this person is very clearly younger than the actress yeah. that she is trying to play the mom of, right? Like, it, it's like and the old age makeup is like not done well she's like very meant you know very clearly meant to be like middle age 50s thereabouts right yeah because they talk about how they had Raimi when she when uh the couple was really young and They're you're like young, yeah. this this person looks like they were dusted with some white powder 
and they took that like spirit Halloween gray spray paint that you spray in your hair for Halloween, you know, that like yeah. just washes out in a day to mm-hmm. make her hair look a little grayer. And it, I like busted out laughing the first time I saw it. Cause I was like, yeah. this cannot be what the whole show is. And then of course they kill her off and then Frank's not alive in the future. And so like, they don't have any old characters or young characters that are pretending to be old anymore. And I was like, it's clearly mm-hmm. because they don't know how to do old age makeup. Yeah, they're they didn't invest enough money into like good makeup effects artists. They they like they basically like you said they just took like that spray dye shit that like gets they that disappears after a day. Which one? Let's talk about like the environmental impact of that. It's horrible. <laughs> um, but because they're like they use a can on one person's head and they throw it away, and then the next day they're shooting, they're like, oh, there's another can. But they also just like applied some like really fake crow's feet to people's faces. That's and what like, I mean. Yeah, that yeah. makes them old. That sounds good. Nothing else has changed maybe make them look like they're moving like a little slower but like it, yeah it's it's yeah. like it's like a child when they're in a play pretending to be an yeah. old person they like very clearly don't know how to do it yep and this is what it felt like where you know her yeah. mom when it's in the past in like the 90s very clearly an actress somewhere in her 20s maybe early 30s acting her right? age acting like, her age as she should <laughs> her real right? age but then when they go to the future it's just none of that's there and it's just very funny to me i encourage you yeah. all to look up screenshots i'm sure you could probably find them online of like the old age makeup in here and see why we're laughing about it because the shows i enjoyed the show as as did andrew but like this is a a markable uh, like a marked measure of kind of the quality of the show itself rather than like its story or the way it's presented but like if you can't do old age makeup don't do old age makeup like find another way cast a different actress or or uh you know find a better makeup artist spend a little bit more money doing it these are our thoughts Yeah, I mean in the in the in the the backflashes, just to reference uh Hey, backflashes. We love backflashes. Uh <laughs> no, in the flashbacks, um, you know, it's like you said, it, they're 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 young people trying to play old people in a play. Like right. plays are a lot more obvious with their makeup and whatever, because that's kind of part of the gimmick in some ways. It's yeah, like and you have to like Oh, this person's young, features, but they're right? old and like, yeah. oh, it's like a thing. But not in a TV show, not in a movie. Like they I need to believe that shit. And and, and you I think did about- it was literally like a twenty six year old trying to play a forty six year old and you shouldn't get that impression from from a TV show, right? This is a good example, right? If you look at my favorite movie, uh, which if you're writing the Wikipedia page at home is Back to the Future, uh, they make George and Lorraine look old in in the current 1985 timeline, right? And then when they go back in the past, they're supposed to be younger than Marty is, right? That is like part of the narrative, right? And they do, they took the time to make that person look old and to make it look surprising when you finally see them in their youth in the 50s, right? You are surprised when you see Lorraine as a young woman after you've seen her looking very old the whole start of the movie. And they don't do that here. And it's very important because it matters to your investment in the show. Yeah, Biff is another good example from even just Biff is you a know, great obviously example. the same movie. Incredible yeah. example of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that was a bit of a fumble. That was a bit of a fumble for sure. One of the biggest fumbles. That's my biggest negative about the show, and it's a minor thing. Yeah, it's it's a really minor thing, but it can end up being a major drawback. It takes you out of the moment. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Uh, the other yeah. big problem that I have with the show is that the murderer it doesn't make sense. Now, follow me along the path, uh, everybody. Take my hand and follow me along this path. They're hunting down this this serial killer called the Nightingale Killer. For some reason, he kills nurses. Okay, strange, but fine. Uh, His you know, that's... wife was a nurse. Uh, yeah. Okay. Right. Um, and she went back to work, and he was mad about it. Basically, that's it. Yeah, but then we discover through the course of this that he's like extreme. He's like a religious zealot, right? He's he beats his family for doing even the slightest thing. He has like the perfect exterior life like everything's immaculately groomed to make him look as good great as possible but then like behind the scenes he's like basically torturing his family right which is horrible all of this is the lead up to say that this man is not the serial killer he is not the nightingale killer which the Mm -hmm. show forgets about until the the second to last episode when they make (laughs) it his son who is the nightingale killer which also doesn't make sense because the reason that rainy's mom gets killed is because they bump into the Nightingale inadvertently without realizing it in the pilot episode at the hospital. 
but it is shown that the, his son never goes to the hospital with him when the Nightingale killer goes to the hospital. Anyway, all of this is to say that they wrote a script about this guy being the Nightingale killer. And then in the 11th hour, they changed it to be his son and that he takes the fall for it. But that also doesn't work with the narrative and the breadcrumbs that they've been laying out for us. And I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they make it. Yeah. It's just like a, like a last minute call. Like, Oh, let's just make the son, the serial killer. Let's just try to twist him up a little bit. Well, because they don't do the thing where it's like, you've known the serial killer the whole time. He, he's like introducing like episode six and then by episode eight, you know, yeah. that it's him. Yeah, exactly. And, and they build a pretty damn compelling case for why it's him. They show you why it's him. They no no like, no. They show the you whole beating series. up his wife to death and then hiding her in the well, wall. The, no, that's well. That's what what I'm saying is they they right. well yeah. But they they show you that the the father is what I'm saying Correct. is the nightingale. Is I'm agreeing with you. Yes, they're yeah, showing yeah. you that the father is the nightingale. He's a piece of shit. He beats his kids. He's saving quote unquote saving yeah, he all of these like people um, by beating them because they were wrong or they did something wrong or they couldn't quote old testament scripture and shit and like they build such a strong case and then they just like one of the last episodes they just flip a switch and they're like huh, lol it's it's the kid he's gonna kill jewel like jewels so i feel like we both enjoyed the show for a good amount i i had fun watching it i was compelled and wanted to continue watching which is typically you know what what I like to see in a show before we get into our star rating. I want to know, had they not made the epilogue, had they not kind of wrapped everything up in a nice bow, how would the show mm-hmm. have continued? Because one thing that we didn't mention is that in the final episode, um, the, 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 the son of the nightingale or the real nightingale, again, it's kind of confusing. The person who has been committing the murders, according to the show destroys the ham radio not knowing that it's kind of this magical entity allowing them to communicate. He just kind of destroys it. Yeah. Right. Um, He's being taunted. Then, yes, it precisely. And um, yeah, Raimi in the future is taunting him. And so he destroys it. And so we're left with the thread of like, what could have happened? Could it have been repaired? And we're also shown even after Raimi and her dad fix everything and her mom and uh, her mom is now alive and her fiance is back that the Nightingale was not actually captured in the end. We, we see him walking a dog outside their house as they're having this celebration. So clearly there's a cliffhanger note there and that's like yeah. the end of the show. So where would you want them to have gone with it if they continued? Where would I have wanted it to go? Or, um, you know what? what I could don't they know. Have done? I think I think where it might have gone. Well, let me just let me just comment this because this feels important to me to say is okay. I think one of the reasons why this show had to be canceled, why it could not be more than one or two, maybe three seasons. Okay, was everything that was going to happen in the show happened? Right, like there's only so much chasing the same serial killer that you can do when you're up on such a tight schedule, I guess, to like solve the problem. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the content of, of it and the fact that they're changing things about the past and the future actively and everything like that doesn't really lead to a very long series that, that can't, it just can't, it would be too gimmicky. They would have to, they would have to overextend and try way too hard to make it be more than it was. So maybe instead of, instead of chasing the same serial killer, they could, kind of change it season to season where there's a new kind of big bad a new a serial Dexter where there's kind yeah. of a new serial killer every season. Um, spoilers for Dexter, a show that ended 10 years yeah, ago. That, um, yeah. That's kind of where I, I probably imagine it going um, is like, Hey, you know, we'll, we'll actually, I think like season two probably would have continued with, okay, Nightingale's still out there. We're still trying to catch him. Now we know it's actually the, the sun, and we're going to try to figure it out. We're going to stop him. But I mean, how much more can you really do? I feel like they had already done all of that the whole season. You know what I, so this is what I had in my head canon and will continue to have, even though the epilogue is extremely mm-hmm. good, is that in the process, right? They know that now the son is the Nightingale killer, right? And so the logical thing is while he is in adolescence for Frank in the nineties to, to try and find him and, and arrest him prior to any more murders happening, Right. And in that process, they trigger a cascade of events that leads to uh, a serial killer now being very prominent in Raimi's time and being like very fledgling in the time of 
of uh, Frank, right? Because one important note is that he was the most active in the 90s and then quiets down mm-hmm. and then ramps back up around Raimi's time. There's like a task force in both timelines for them versus like in this, it could be like, well, we don't know really anything about him from the past. It's all like in the present tense and Frank's having to do a lot of investigation that isn't known, right? One of the big things is that Raimi kind of always knows what's going to happen or could happen because of her, she is in the future. But being able to abstract that away and be like, well, Frank, like, here's what we kind of know. Can you give us more intel so I can then go and do the actual investigation in the present? And mm-hmm. I think that could have been a, a cool a cool vein for them to take down. And it's a different story, different serial killer. And then you could still have the looming threat of the Nightingale to return eventually without it being mm-hmm. like a, the motivator of the season. Yeah, I, that, that's fair. I mean, that makes sense. I think that probably could have, that, that could have easily been where it goes. But I don't know... I don't know. I feel like the, the, I guess, high octane thrilling part of it was like <laughs> how much was at stake. Right. High yeah. octane. With the right, death quote, of your unquote. parents. Like, right. No. Yeah. Like the, the, there, there was such a high stake to her and Frank figuring it out because it mattered so much to their family and yeah. whether or not they were going to have that time together. There's a personal And I just don't see how. It. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and without that personal stake and just continuing the show, like I, I see, I see it just flopping to be honest. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I feel like it wouldn't have delivered quite as much and you know, maybe they could have made it an interesting, interesting thing, but they, they put, they formed the show. So they, they wound it so tightly around the personal impact of the, of the characters that I just don't feel like it would have gone anywhere. It wouldn't have been that good, but that's, we're not talking about, I guess, whether a second season would have been good. We're talking about what might have happened. I think that could have probably went been where it happened. Yeah. Uh, or could, probably could have been what happened is, you know, you do have that overlooming or overarching thing. You know, they stopped him for now. He's kind of creeping and whatever. And they're just kind of solving some smaller cases. But then you're just changing the entire show. Well, and... So I think that like the reason that I kind of went down the path that I am with this in like my speculation is because they they do something really genuinely clever in this show. So one of the things that happens, right, as we as we talked about is is Raimi kills the Nightingale in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. Kind of throwing throwing caution to the wind about it and just doing it right because she's so mad about her mom's death. Then that she's going to an inquiry with her lawyer um, and. After she exits the elevator, her lawyer is gone and the inquiry is vanished, right? Because in the past, Frank didn't catch the Nightingale. That would be like two kind of wrote. What happened was is in the process of Frank trying to go behind the law and kill the Nightingale himself and then bury him in the woods and kind of get away with murder just for the sake of saving Raimi's Raimi's mom, is that Mm -hmm. in the process he faked... Uh, his disappearance, right? He said, uh, like they they set it up so he like his bags were packed and he had stolen money out of the church's um, uh, like fund out of the safe, and the consequences of him pretending to steal money is what gets him caught in the past that leads them down to find the right thing, which causes Raimi to have never shot or had any inf- involvement with him. And I really yep. like that it's a subtle thing. It's not like these crazy big things. And so I like the idea that in another season, right, one tiny, you know, that butterfly effect where, you know, in the process of hunting down this adolescent um, serial killer, the Nightingale, uh, you know, uh, Frank does something that triggers this massive cascade that leads to this, you know, the worst serial killer in history kind of thing where, you know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. they didn't even realize it was by bumping into this kid who fell over and killed the spike messenger or something, you know, like it's something wild like that. Right. Um, I just I like that speculation. Okay, I can see that like a, like a butterfly effect creates the next biggest serial killer kind of thing. Yeah, because the the butterfly yeah. effect is like really common in the show. And the, the yeah, like reason totally. that Raimi's mom dies is because they save Frank. Frank lives when he otherwise wouldn't have. So they go to the hospital to visit him. And in the process, her mom takes some vials uh, from a different nurse who's going down to like give them to the labs. And because she took those vials and was in the elevator, instead of this other nurse being in the elevator, that's what causes her to be murdered by the Nightingale months later, right? And I like that that is, it's such a small shift that leads to big consequences. And I really like that the show fleshes those things out. Yeah, I agree. Um, again, I just, 
I don't know. I, I think that definitely could have been a very interesting show. I'm just skeptical about like the impact and the 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 stake, you know. But yeah, but it's our. We'll job. never know. But we'll never this know. This is what we're here to do on season one is to figure this is it what out. We're so, here to do. so if frequency, if you guys are coming back for season <laughs> two, get me in the writers' room. I got a lot of bold ideas. Um, yeah, I definitely. I'll be the pessimist and... who's just shooting everyone down, but I would love to be in the room. Oh yeah, to hear me rant about like this insane. No, to help write. Okay, fair enough. Um, so I think we're at the the pivotal moment of the show to tell us your your star rating. Why don't you go over the ratings for our listeners for those new listeners who might be just joining us? Yeah. Uh, so zero out of five is hey somebody had an idea they told their friends and their friend said delete this. Yeah. Don't don't do. Don't it. ever Please repeat just this don't. to anybody else. And if then they love made a show anyone. If you love anyone and you love me delete this project forget it move on call it a wash zero but they still made a show zero out of five one out of five is you know pr- pretty bad once it may made past like the pilot you know and someone kind of saw the fruition of this idea it probably shouldn't have been, been yeah like you can make a pilot episode but then you should realize by the pilot but episode it, that it exactly wasn't, it didn't have legs right Exactly. It shouldn't have been picked up after a pilot because it wasn't that great. Uh, two is like, yeah, I definitely see why, you know, it was canceled. But like, eh, there's some good roots there. There's some some decent, solid show there. I guess it could have been good if they, you it know, was fine that it things was or did something different. It was fine that it was one season. It was fine yeah. that it exists. It's not uh, a scab in human existence. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a rough way to put it, but okay. I don't know. Uh, that's what I imagine a zero out of five would be. Um, yeah, that's fair. A three is, hey, this was a good show. There's a lot of redeeming things about this. If there were a season or two more or whatever, you know, this is a pretty good show. I would have I would have watched it. Um, I think it's like I, on you the know, three, A three would be like, I probably recommend watching this show. It's too bad that maybe they didn't get to kind of flesh things out a little more. Yeah, I always think of that as like the watch at your own risk kind of category where it's like it's a recommendation yeah. full well knowing that if you're not the person that would kind of, is not the right audience for this kind of show, we'll probably not enjoy it, right? Um, so the three is yeah. like our on the fence kind of perspective, but yeah. it's still a recommendation. Please continue. Yeah. Four, four is like, definitely, definitely watch it. This, this was good. Um, it show. is really sad. It's a solid show. Um, it's, it really is too bad. Uh, you know, you could put, you know, I think we've both given, I think one show already a, a four. I believe we um, both gave Pan Am a four. Pan Am a four, episode. which, yeah. Um, it's like, which we like the show, show enough really to too... wanted to have another season, even if it's yeah. not, you know, the next Game of Thrones, the next major cultural milestone, yeah. you yeah. know, there's more exactly. meat on this proverbial bone to to enjoy the show and for other people to have yeah. liked it. Yeah, exactly. Um, five is like, this is such a good freaking show. I want to hunt down and shame everybody who didn't continue this project and yeah, continue the, cancellation the show. Of the show so is a freaking crime. good. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A criminal crime. Um, the cancellation of the show, you heard it here, is a criminal crime. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, f- five out of five is like, damn it, this show should have gone nine seasons. This is fantastic. It's a crime. Yeah. I want to lock everyone who was involved in shutting this down up, and I hate them. Yeah. So so now, bearing that all in mind, what is your star rating for, for frequency? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna give it a three yeah just a solid three yeah, yeah it was a good show i enjoyed it um i understand you know probably some of the reasons why it didn't continue like i kind of mentioned it just it, just the way they they shaped it and the way they built it it just didn't yeah. seem like it had enough enough to to continue and to grow and to branch out into yeah. more seasons uh that's a reference because they talk about like cutting the trunk of the tree and the branches and stuff in the timeline um, oh we forgot to talk about the craziest thing in this whole show um the really crazy guy yeah okay we're gonna circle back to this after we give our reviews because i need to talk about it yeah so three out of five for me i say watch it it's worth it especially i say watch it specifically because there's an epilogue that ties it up if there wasn't an epilogue you're probably gonna be you probably would be upset and the cliffhanger wouldn't be satisfying enough but since there's an epilogue like i say definitely watch it what about you what's your star rating yeah, so I've been like, I was thinking about it the whole episode, right? And the epilogue is such like an important like asterisk or like footnote to the whole thing that I think is like very valuable. I was gonna, like originally, this was my plan. This isn't my official review. I was gonna give it a three, but then have the epilogue move it up to a four. I think Ooh. in reflecting, I think I'm gonna 
dial it back a notch and say that I would normally rate this a two. I enjoyed it and I enjoy a good procedural and it was interesting enough. I think the epilogue really does push it to the three because it gives it a nice satisfying conclusion, a holistic ending and makes it feel a little bit more like a limited series rather than, than a, a canceled season of television. And so uh, my ultimate rating will be a three because the epilogue does exist. And if you choose to watch this show after w- listening to us, even though it's been spoiled all the hell, um, I encourage everyone to watch the epilogue <laughs> once you finish it. Cause it is very sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say watching the epilogue a, just because it exists and it's part of the show is yeah. as a necessity if you're going to watch this show, but it also like, like we mentioned a few times, it ties up those loose ends and it really gives a nice, uh, very sweet ending to the series and allows you to kind of like have the closure and let it go, you yes. know, cause there are going to be some shows that we watch that just end and Rip. you don't get closure. And like, I'm, st- I'm thinking of like one or two of the shows that are coming on, uh, on later episodes that yeah. are on our list that I'm still pissed about. And it's been <laughs> like five years since I've seen them. One of the, one of the least. big motivators I'm, of me making this, this whole series with the genesis of this idea for the podcast is people telling me about how they want justice for X or Y or Z show yep, because of exactly. how much they wish there was more of the show because they enjoyed it so much. And, yep. and enjoyment is so subjective, yep. right? We're not here to make a, you know, objective remark. These are our opinions, right? But I do think like, you know, it, it is fun to, to, to think about and to be like, Hey, you know, I, I recommend it. I want to see more of this or Hey, this yep. was terrible. Yep. Why'd you do this to me, Andrew? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, um, we, I'm going to take a two minute segue. Um, I know we're at the end of the episode. Let's do it. We need to talk about the crazy guy. So halfway through the series, Rainy is brought in to consult or something with a guy in a mental institution. It's very vague. The reasons that she goes there and well, she's kind of grasping at straws to try to figure out like the next break in the case. And, and she's this looking guy... for a girl named Amber, I believe. Right yes That's yeah one of the first uh first victims sorry proceed. Yeah. i wasn't trying to interrupt i was like trying to remember the chain of why she was investigating at a mental no yes yeah, she, she's looking she's looking for this gal who was who was abducted by the nightingale and trying to figure out what's going on where is she at that kind of thing uh to stop what had the events in in 96 yeah. and what happens in frank's timeline and this mysterious this guy they, they basically um i think they have a press release they put out a press release about the nightingale and all of that. Um, and like, Hey, call this number if yeah. you have information or anything like that. Right. And he, he calls this, this crazy guy who's um, in prison calls and is like, I have information on the nightingale. I can help you out, whatever. So you may proceed now. And so she goes to visit this guy who um, is played by, uh, I think uh, Ron Howard, Todd Howard. It's Ron Howard's brother. Look it up for me, please. I was going to say, it's definitely not Ron Howard. It's not Ron Um, Howard. I think it's his brother. We're sorry. All of our representatives are still assisting other customers. Please remain on the line as we value your call. Okay, so she goes to the mental asylum and she meets up with Curtis Armstrong, great actor, and he reveals that the reason that he murdered his neighbor with gardening shears in a very horrific way is because he's been talking to himself from the future. And Raimi, and apparently Andrew, from all the things that he's been saying, uh, take this to mean that this man is crazy and is not experiencing exactly what Raimi herself is experiencing. I don't understand why she doesn't take him seriously or take any of what he says into account. Andrew, please explain it to me. I mean, he's in the loony bin a little bit. Raimi, he's a little, if he's he told anybody else, would he's... be in the loony bin. So he's... Okay, yeah. No, that's true. He's not completely crazy. He's just... I think... He's kind of driven mad by what he hears about his neighbor. He's driven From insane a little in bit by like, but he drives himself in his future self drives his past self crazy to the point of a very vicious murder in front of the children 
of the the street. So my that's question crazy. is, do you think that uh, Curtis Armstrong ha- was actually talking to himself, or was he uh, someone who was uh, exper- experiencing delusions? I need clarity. I think. I think that he probably was talking to his past self or his future self, excuse okay. me, because he had the whole ham radio situation and everything going on. Right. Um, I don't know what the, the, the phenomenon or the event was that triggered his ability to access this, right? Like that yeah, is something that we don't know. We just, Raimi or something. Yeah. It's there's very a very vague. significant, like special event that happens where yeah. Ramey and Frank are allowed to communicate. But this, this guy is just, well, I just, I mean, I talked to my future self. Um, well, no, 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 wait. He actually, now I'm thinking he about it. it. Now I've jail. got years going a little bit. He actually built it and he figures out a way to contact the future or the past, which, whichever, you know. But it's never. Uh, whichever him. The show never lets but, but on no, if it's he real. Like, right. The show does never let on if it's real, but he basically, he's a scientist is what he was. He was like yeah, a. physicist, a, I think. Some kind of engineer yeah. or physicist or something. So he figures out a way to kind of like like travel quote unquote travel through time via ham radio to communicate with his, his future self and his future self is like, yo dog stuff is fucked up. Your neighbor about to kill a bunch of kids. He's going to drive drunk, wipe out a bunch of kids, all the kids in the neighborhood play and they're going to get killed in a drunk driving accident. And he's like, that sounds tor- terrible. Uh, I guess I should do something about it. And he goes through this series of events where he tries to stop him in all sorts of like benign Gives and very him like helpful ways. And calls him cab. Yeah, he tries to go, and, get him to go to AA yeah. and calls him a cab and stops him from drinking and driving and tries to get him to to kind of like change his ways. Right. Until it gets really close to the point where this event happens, right? Because his future self goes, Hey man, this thing is going to happen on this day and this time, just like Ramey told Frank when he was going to die and when Jules was going to get abducted and all these things. And he tells him flat out, Hey man, all these kids are going to die because of this guy. Stop it. And he does, he kind of like escalates along the path of like least resistance all the way up to like, he gets to the point where it's like the day before or something. And he's like, well, the only thing I can do is stop this man dead in his tracks. He takes his, his like shears and he just goes to town in front of a bunch of kids who are now traumatized for life, but I guess they're alive, question mark? It's wild. Clear? I wanted to bring it up just by virtue of the fact that the show has some inconsistencies yeah. that they don't iron out. And if he yeah. did indeed kill you know, this person, how could then his future self communicate to him? Because we know that it would have changed his future to then probably net him still in some type of an asylum or protected house, right? But... Well, yeah, his future would have been changed, but it hadn't yet been changed. Exactly, right? So it, it does so, some fun things. But he never makes communication again. Yes. He never makes communication again from what we see because his Oh, no, he does, destroyed. Because does he, he? Kills a, he kills a fellow um, patient as a result um, of making the yeah, like, but does he... impromptu one in the asylum. Because mm, the, the, I think the, uh, the radio worked again. Yeah. Listeners, um, this is where you get involved and you watch the show and then tell us um, who's yeah. right and your interpretations because we love to hear from our listeners, even though we just spent yeah. five minutes yeah, talking about hear. a random part of the show that was very confusing <laughs> to me. Um, Andrew, tell them yeah. where they can find our social media. Yeah, uh, our social media, um, you can pretty much find us on everything. It's season underscore one underscore pod. Um Every single one of our, our apps has a link tree, so you can find everything from there. If you find us on Instagram, season underscore one, underscore pod, Twitter, um, all of that. You can find us there. You can also find us at seasononepod.com, where you can find merch. You can subscribe so that you know uh, when we're going to come out with new episodes. And then you also can email us at suggestions at seasononepod.com if you have any ideas or any feedback. Yes, we, we do love to hear. Also, telling a friend, leaving a review on iTunes or whatever podcatcher you uh, tend to use. Um, we, we really appreciate you all listening and we hope that you're enjoying this yeah. process as much as we are not. Cause sometimes we're really hating our process as episode <laughs> four uh, is indicative of. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoyed yeah. the show and I'm, and I'm curious to hear, uh, you know, what some of our listeners may or may not, who may have seen it already or who may watch it in the future. Um, but yeah, uh, Andrew, I have our next show because you're still on probation. You are in the penalty box until the end of next yeah. week um our yeah, next show choose next week we need to get away from the cop drama for a little while so we're gonna do a nice little sitcom oh, man um called right. running wild uh 
running wild okay. with an e running wild is with an e at the end because it's the name of a person um it stars so it's not like a little house in the prairie remake in like the 2010s or something. i don't understand that reference but it is not <laughs> i don't know running wild just like spoke prairies and forests or interesting something no so it has nothing to do with that it's 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 will arnett as a rich trust fund oil tycoon uh child um, trying to woo. Wait, I thought that was Arrested Development. It's basically Arrested Development, and uh, trying to <laughs> woo um, uh, Carrie Russell, who is his childhood uh, friend and crush, oh. um, who uh, is like a staunch environmentalist and advocate for uh, people who are less fortunate. And uh, her daughter Puddle um. is also in the show, and it's it's going to be a great conversation, I'm sure, about it. Yeah. Yep. It, we're going to okay. talk about it. I've already started it. Uh, you're All going right. to. And uh, we look forward oh, to seeing okay. everyone okay. Uh, next week. Um, until then, my name is Presley. My name is Andrew. And we watch it. See you on that. Week.